Glad you could join us. Welcome to the Young Culture Podcast, a space where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Hope you enjoy this episode and get inspired to show others what you're passionate about. Hey everyone, so we are back with another episode and I have Galicia here with me. So Galicia, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk more about um, what you do. So before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. So hi, everyone. My name is Galicia Gordon. Um, I'm currently a senior in high school, which is kind of crazy to say because the first ever little media feature I had, I was talking about how I was in my penultimate year in high school. So just over a year ago, um, I started up a nonprofit organization named Leading Learners. And on the Leading Learners platform, we offer students completely free and accessible resources to support them during their academic years. And yeah, that's just a little bit about what I do. And I would say that the topic of educational access and equitable education are definitely um, on my mind for my future. Wow. Okay. First off, hats off to you for being a senior and doing all this great work. Honestly, when I was a senior, I was just kind of worried about where I'm going to go eat during my spare block. (laughs) I still feel that. Yeah, or at that time, what my prom dress is going to be. So the fact Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, in your senior year, you're so focused on what's going to happen in your own future and what you're going to do for school-wise and stuff. And the fact that you not only are looking out for yourself, but also for everyone who's in the same boat as you and having these experiences, I think that's really cool. So how did Leading Learners start? Yeah, so um, originally I had started the platform because I recognized my own barriers growing up. Um, Growing up with a diverse background, I already had to learn three languages by the age of six just to be able to communicate with my family. So I recognized a big thing that definitely helped was having these proper resources to be able to learn and to be able to further grow in my education. And so I had just thought, why not put everything together? Why not put everything a student could need during their academic year is just on one um, platform, just one place and one spot to go for everything you could possibly need. So I originally thought about the resources, like I mentioned, and then I also got on to financial aid I thought was really important. So I had researched and gotten a team to find um, financial aid options and opportunities. And then we also communicated with businesses and educators and different professionals to create courses and different programs for students. So Mm. yeah, right now we focus a lot on student programs and different student resources to support students. That's really cool. And um, is there any programs that really are close to your heart in particular? Yeah. So there's one program that really, I would say, distinguishes us is the Leaders of the Month program. So in this Leaders of the Month program, we Um, either reach out or we have nominations from other fellow educators who will um, nominate a student that they believe is either in high school or post-secondary that is making um, a really great contribution. And we consider a contribution to be towards themselves, so their own personal growth to their community and within their family, friends, friend groups. And we just look out for students 
that are trying to make a change in any way they possibly can. And um, like I said, we reach out to those students and then we get a little interview segment and other students can be inspired by them. And we've had really, really inspiring students, some that have started some organizations of their own or have had some own personal development goals and have been able to work towards them. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And like you said, it does set you guys apart too. And it's, I think it's really nice because I don't know, I'm thinking back when I was in high school and looking for extra resources and um, financial aid and stuff. It's kind of you and the adult that's helping you with it. You don't actually Mm -hmm. see the other kids that are also doing the same stuff too. So I think that's really cool. And I think it's very comforting too, because I remember just feeling like, okay, I'm like the only one that's worrying about it this bad or <laughs> yeah. in, in this situation and I'm probably not going to get it because I'm the only one worrying about it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. And two things kind of stuck out to me that um, you had mentioned. So first of all, the fact that, you know, you're in your senior year and I mean, now you're like in it, you're doing your work. But in the beginning, when you were kind of in the executing stages and launching this, Mm -hmm. did you have a hard time with that? Or like, with um, other people receiving you doing this kind of work? Or was it easy? Yeah, so in a sense, we felt that my well, my fellow friends who were joining the team, we felt like we were a little bit too young to be doing this, or we really shouldn't be, you know, starting our own platform of ourselves. But have support from educators and I guess allow them to have the claim or say that they started the platform. Mm-hmm. So definitely starting out, we um, reached out to educators and counselors at our school, and then we branched out to community. But I think that having that support system from the very start is what had inspired us to continue going. And mm-hmm. I think it's also really helpful to have adults and different professionals who will help us simply because we are in high school, like you mentioned. It's definitely something that stands out for people that want to help um, young kids or just other teenagers that want to make a difference. Yeah, exactly. And um, do you find uh, that there were any strengths in being someone in high school while creating this resource? Yeah, um, actually, uh, going back to the Leaders of the Month program, uh, one student had said um, to us, um, of course, you could read stories from successful people in the world, but having that student and like one-on-one feel with other students is definitely helpful. And I think that helps a lot to get more of a personal feel because you know that there are students behind this initiative, just like you who are trying to work as hard as they can to get as much access to their educational abilities as possible. Absolutely. I think I would much rather go to you than go to <laughs> like person I older person I've never met who I don't think would even understand me at the time. So I think yeah, having that relatability is really great. Mm-hmm. And I really like that you mentioned in the beginning about having to learn three languages just to kind of be at a similar level of like communicating with your family whereas maybe others might not have to have those same barriers Mm -hmm. so something that I didn't realize myself when I was younger because I was in the midst of it but now that I work with youth I can see that you know being um, in a minority household these kind of areas such as getting resources or even the simple fact of going to Mm post-secondary is really scary and I know personally too like where that was not the norm in our like families and even just like tracing back to like parents, grandparents, et cetera. Mm -hmm. 
what does it mean to have these kind of resources for those students? Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's so much more meaningful when you do have a place that you can just go for everything. And mm-hmm. I think that um, when we do have such a di- diverse array of different resources, it can be very beneficial to those students who may feel like they aren't represented or don't have a say in education. And um, like you mentioned, there are so many different kinds of routes growing up. And I think that with leading learners, we definitely consider that. We aren't um, targeted towards one specific type of student, um, but we're definitely trying to be inclusive of of as many types of students as we can, because there are many ways that students are brought up or have different challenges, whether that be financial or, like you said, at home. There are so many different things that we'd like to take into account when we are trying to put out these resources for students. Yeah, I think that's so helpful because even like, I mean, I can only draw on my personal experiences, but it definitely seemed a little out of place when doing applications and when trying to figure out what my future was because, yeah, I, I definitely felt like a little lost So I think having that one stop where you can find everything and having that representation really does matter because I think when I was in school, that wasn't really there. So having that representation, I think it makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you spoke a little bit about the leaders of the month, but I'm curious to know uh, what other impacts has uh, leading learners had on the community as well? Yeah, so um, one crazy number that... um, many of many of us are surprised by um, is that uh, under a year of operations we had actually promoted over three million dollars in scholarships oh my gosh that's amazing <laughs> yeah through different organizational partners and of course um, our team who had found these scholarships for students and mm-hmm. I think it's definitely surprising because um, I always tell my team um, my big goal with starting Leading Learners, quote unquote, big goal was to reach 500 students. <laughs> but of course, we definitely went above and beyond. And um, originally, I had started that goal because I thought it would be nice to support, you know, the average graduating class. But it's mm-hmm. so crazy that um, just with some financial aid opportunities, students are automatically attracted to what we do have to offer. And I'm so surprised every every day when my team tells me, like, you know, we found this new resource or there's this person who wants us to be featured somewhere. Um, it's just so, so great overall. And I'm so thankful. I am so inspired. That's so cool. Just to know how many different people and communities you guys are reaching out to by having those resources. Like, I can only imagine how many people have had like really cool opportunities because you created this resource. Oh, so so inspiring. (laughs) So um, I also took a look at your website. And one thing I really liked was the you guys have your pillars that are based off of passion, experience, and learning. So how did you come up with that and narrow it down to those three pillars? So I think um, one of the big things definitely that helped us build our pillars was my friend and I, we're, we were in our grade 10 um, career exploration courses, quote unquote, career exploration. <laughs> <laughs> and we found that um, when we were doing all these reflective activities, those were the three kind of common things that we continually came across. So mm-hmm. we were always told, how could we find our own passion? How could we promote continuous learning? 
and how could we get that experience? Those were like the big three things that we always wanted to link back on. And I noticed that through all of our assignments. And mm. so we thought that, that those three pillars and yeah, continuous learning would always be a really great foundation for what we would do. And we decided to go through with that. I love that. I think um, those things, especially like the passion piece, because I think when I was in school, it was always just very academic focused Mm -hmm. and just kind of what your percentage was GPA wise. Because personally, I think I was very passionate, but I don't think that translated very well on paper. So yeah, to have that recognized, I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And so another thing that I really wanted to talk about with you was I know that people out there, they want to do things in the community and they want really want to help others. But I feel like oftentimes when we're like shooting out ideas and we want to do something, the intent and the passion is there. But I think the idea of creating resources or doing nonprofits or anything like that, sometimes we can become daunting as well and a little scary. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering if you can give us a little bit of advice for, you know, the people out there that are like, oh, I see a gap or I see where, you know, more resources could be needed, but I don't know how to do this or or someone saying like, maybe someone else has already done this or Mm -hmm. no people maybe don't need my help in that way. Like what advice would you give them? Yeah. So kind of a little bit falling back on the pillar piece, I would say two tips first. Um, So one, I would say passion is definitely something that I always fall back on as to why I continue going. And then a second piece is to just try and experiment because I think that even just trying, especially at such a young age, there's never really any wrong. There's always lots of time for a trial and maybe even some quote unquote error. But I think it's always just best to try and find something that you are passionate about if you haven't already. And there's always just so much time and so many things that you can explore. So I wouldn't be necessarily intimidated in any way. I would just try what I see myself actually being able to do and falling back on my passions as a drive to keep me going. Oh, yeah, that's really great advice. And was there in the process of creating leading learners, was there anything like a big learning or a takeaway that you would share with other people that maybe you might not have known going into it? Mm -hmm. Our team has always taught patience because (laughs) there's so many different aspects that we need to take into account. But I think Something I definitely was not prepared for was just the patience overall of what would happen throughout the process. I think um, sometimes we'd have to be more patient with just waiting, um, taking in applications, taking in different forms, lots of waiting, but enjoying the process overall. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, again, falling back onto the passions piece is what really kept us going. And I think, yeah, patience was something that we were not aware of and how long it would take, you know, to eventually build something up and that there are people to support us, but we just had to be patient and actually look out and find those people who would there, who would be there to support us. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think patience is what will really take patience and passion. Like you worded it really well. Yeah. What will take you far? Because I know 
I think we're in a day and age where we're kind of expecting the instant results and that might, yeah, that you will usually deter you. But if you're patient and you still, you know, keep pushing and remember your why, Mm -hmm. I think you can really find some great results as you clearly have with um, leading learners. (laughs) So now that you guys and your team are, you know, in it now and doing the groundwork, um, do you have any hopes and dreams in the future? Do you have any plans for growing? Yeah. So again, like I mentioned with my big goal, we had already really surpassed that. So Mm -hmm. um, one of our larger initiatives right now is our chapters program. And essentially these leading learners chapters um, can be found right now. We're actually on the global scale. So we have different leadership focused chapters where students will be able to engage and just interact with other students and get to know how they got into a position that they are in. So um, communicating with different educators, professionals, and getting to know their student community um, is what happens in these leading learners chapters. And so we've had some in high schools and some that represent their entire city or region. And I think that it's really helped students um, get to know how other students like themselves are feeling. And so some things that they will do are little interviews, like how we had done with our Leaders of the Month program. Um, They'll get to interview students in their city or region or high school, and they'll be able to, you know, read read on how they got where they are and how they are inspired to keep going. Wow, I love the variety that you guys have for how to reach students and to meet their goals. Like it's more than just, you know, writing an essay and submitting it. That's really cool. There's a lot of good stuff. And I also want to know now that, you know, we learn more about you and that you're also a senior as well during this time. um, What kind of advice would you give other seniors during this time and, you know, trying to figure things out currently with school and the future and then, you know, adding the whole COVID um, dimension to the equation? I think right now I would tell to fellow seniors that it's okay to not know where you want to go quite yet because you still have lots of time. And of course, we're in this COVID period, like you mentioned, there's not that side by side reading through the different university pamphlets with your friends experience Mm -hmm. that we usually have. Um, There aren't many, um, you know, real life situations where you can talk to guidance counselors. So I would say that it's okay not to know exactly where you want to go right now, because you still have time. And we are definitely in a challenging period. So feel free to just take time as it is, but there's always time to explore and try out new things. Yeah, I think that's a great, great advice to give for a lot of seniors right now, because I'm sure everyone's wondering the same thing, like why and how and where, but mm-hmm. I think it's yeah important to remember those things. So before we close out, I also wanted to ask you a check-in question. Um, how would you define today's young culture? Ooh, I like that question. Um, Today's young culture, I would say right now, is kind of out there. We're definitely a little bit um, on the oddball side of things compared to past generations. There's lots of different experimentary um, things that are going on right now. Lots of students who are either really inspired to go towards their passion because they see other students um, that are trying And I think that there's definitely a lot of cohesion um, with our new Gen Z generation. Um, We're always inspired by other students um, on our leading learners team. And I think that 
that's the same for many students right now. I think that our young our culture right now, uh, the young culture can definitely be described as change makers. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I love like I'm so inspired. Like clearly, like even yourself, it's just so inspiring to hear all of this great work that you're doing and to know that so much great work is do- being done at such a young age. Like I can only imagine the great work that you're going to continue doing as the years oh. go by. Super inspiring. So if anyone's interested in learning more about uh, leading learners and they want to get involved or they want to participate in your programs, like how can they find you? Yeah, so um, on our Instagram, we have little informational uh, quotes and different things that students can be inspired by, different little posts. So our Instagram is at leadlearners. And then our website right now is www.leadlearners.ca. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us more about the work that you do. I really encourage people to, you know, check it out and get involved. I looked at the website and I was like, huh. I need to do these things myself too. (laughs) So yeah, definitely check it out. And thank you to everyone for listening in. If you get a chance, please check out my Instagram at Young Culture Podcast, and we will talk to you soon.